today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Yesterday, rather quietly, the government put out there its return to school plan. You, I'm sure you've heard lots of talk about it by now. Kids are going to go back in the fall. Um, it appears that it's going to be all five days a week in class unless they've made special requests for remote learning, which I guess is still going to somehow be available to some. Uh, some of the highlights, just the, the, the high points of this one, again, five days a week in class. Outdoor activities will be allowed, including recesses and school field trips and all the rest. Um, band, sports, things like that, they're going to be okay for the most part. And more money will be spent on ventilation in classes, Whether even if the schools don't have full ventilation systems, they'll have individual HEPA filters and things like that. And if the schools do have systems, they're supposed to use the best filters and run them for two hours before kids arrive. What do we think about this plan? Let me bring in Jeff Sorensen. He's the president of the Hamilton Wentworth Elementary Teachers Local. Jeff, how are you today? Thanks for doing this. Good. How are you, Scott? Doing great, thanks. What you heard this, you looked at this pretty closely, I'm guessing. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on the plan? Um, I'm concerned. Uh, we've seen to have in our interest and our desire and Doug Ford's desire to reopen schools. Uh, and let me just say clearly that teachers as a whole want to be back in the classroom. That just has to be understood right off the bat. We're not advocating for closed schools. What we're advocating for is open schools that are safe. Um, and uh, I see a plan here that isn't that much different than the plan we've been living with for the last 16 months, except for in several significant situations, the rules have become less uh, safe. Should I say that? What would have then been, um, been a better plan? What would have been something that one or two examples of something that could have you, in your opinion, or, or other people's opinions you've been talking to, because I'm sure you've been in conversation, what would be some things that could have been better? Sure. Well, the biggest one is probably cohorting. Uh, if you've read the plan, uh, cohorting, uh, which was always suspect uh, in its application, uh, has disappeared now. Uh, between buses, field trips, assemblies, sports, extracurriculars, um, there's no restriction to uh, student movement, student interaction. Um, and so th what we would hope for is that true cohorting was put into place. You know, we have to remember that come September, the largest segment of unpopulated people in our community will be kids from the ages of four and five to 12. And we're putting them all in the same building uh, for, for many hours per day. And we're suggesting, uh, you know, well, we're not even going to keep the rules we had last spring when schools were closed. So I think in our in our rush to want to open schools and our rush to return back to normal, uh, the government's taking their foot off the gas. Uh, and as you've mentioned in your introduction, we see in other jurisdictions like Florida, like the UK, that uh, when we jump the gun and we decide, you know what, we want life to go back to normal uh, and we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater, uh, it, it's going to backfire. I mean, we want schools to be open. We want schools to be open in the long term. We don't want to have to close again. Uh, we hate it as much as parents hate it, as much as kids hate it. Uh, teaching online, learning online, it, it's not an effective, healthy way of teaching or learning. So uh, we want schools to be open. And besides cohorting, probably one of the biggest things is um, – you know, make sure that kids wear masks. And now we have a checkbox system where a parent just has to say, uh, I'm choosing for my child not to wear a mask. 
you know, if there's a, a, an exemption needed, if there's a reason why a child can't wear a mask, we're completely open and understanding to that. Um, but it's got to be more than just a checkbox, especially going back to the fact that these are all going to be unvaccinated little people. Um, those are just two items. There's more, right. obviously. Jeff, I am told by the Home Office that my uh, my microphone right now is uh, is sounding really awful. So I'm going to take a very quick break, reset, and come back so uh, so okay. people apparently don't make it sound like I'm calling you from a tunnel in Peru somewhere. Uh, we'll do that. Come back with Jeff Sorensen right after this. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML. Under this plan. Students will return to a more normal in-person and full-time learning experience, which we know parents and experts have urged us to do. In-person learning is crucial for their mental and their physical health, their overall well-being, and the long-term academic success of our students. That is Education Minister Stephen Lecce. Scott Radley back in for Scott Thompson. Sorry for that delay. We're with Jeff Sorensen. Uh, President of the Hamilton Wentworth Elementary Teachers Local. Again, Jeff, sorry for the uh, the technical snafu there, but we are back talking about the return to school plan. Um, and, and certainly, Jeff, I think that there's probably an awful lot of people who would probably agree and say, look, m- masks seem like a reasonable, not too onerous step for people. Um, yeah. Do teachers, though, do I mean, teachers have a lot of things to do in their day. Do they want to be the gatekeepers to constantly be telling Johnny or Sally, hey, pull your mask up over <laughs> your nose? Hey, keep, you know, is this something that they want to add to their daily routines? Uh, no, but it's something that they're willing to do to keep kids safe and to keep themselves safe. Uh, you know, this the, the, the government, the ministry always talks about kids. And of course, kids must be the priority. But there's a significant number of adults, education workers in schools, and we have to keep them safe as well. And, uh, you know, we've shown over the last 16 months that we're willing to cooperate. We're willing to uh, help enforce protocols that are given to us by public health. Um, you know, if we were consulted with, we, we could give very accurate, detailed, specific information about where the weak points are, where the strong points are, where things are falling down. We've never been asked by the government to give the educational side of things as to how things would work. You know, we have a vested interest uh, in in teaching and learning, and we have a vested interest in in being safe, uh, and we're willing to do that. Absolutely. Are the teachers' unions demanding that teachers be vaccinated before they come back into the classroom? Uh, no, and, and that would be something that an employer would determine. That's something that a board of education or a ministry would determine. Um, but just but is that say, something that the teachers' unions would okay? Because it, it sounds opposite to what something a typical union would would allow to to say we are going to demand that our members do this or do that. Would that be something that the unions would be okay with if the board said so? Uh, it would depend on what it, the the plan would look like. Would there be exemptions for people who are medically unable to? Uh, would there be accommodations in the workplace for those who can't? Uh, you know, if, if someone needs crutches, there's accommodations. If someone can't be vaccinated, there's accommodations. You know, when we first get hired, we have to show evidence that uh, we have antibodies to tuberculosis. Uh, I, I don't know that um, something similar might not at some point cross the mind of the ministry. Uh, um, but I mean, that's not really for us to say again, we're, we're the union, we're not the employer. 
No, I, and the only reason I ask that question is because I, I, tr I truly do get your point about wanting kids and teachers and staff and everyone else to be safe and saying so as a result, students should wear masks and hopefully students get vaccinated. But uh, if a teacher or a staff member isn't vaccinated and they were to pass or get the, the virus, uh, is that not on them then? And I hate to be callous, but is that not on them? So let me just make sure I understand your question here is that if somebody reported to work uh, was allowed not to be vaccinated and got sick, would it be uh, their fault for catching a virus that they can't see? If they didn't get the vaccine that was up, that was available to them. I'm not sure I see the point, Scott. Like, I mean, no okay. one wants to catch the vaccine. As far as I know, most teachers are not. Uh, reneging on the, the idea of getting a vaccine if they're medically able to get the vaccine. Um, you know, we're working with a student body that is not going to be vaccinated at all. Uh, and and right. there's a room for uh, parent choice. Um, but as as someone asked in the in Lecce's um, uh, press uh, meeting today, is, um, you know, we have rules all the time about kids showing up unvaccinated. Uh, and... Um, that's something the ministry is going to have to decide or the government's mm. going to decide is, you know, that vaccine hesitant group of people there, uh, are there going to be passports? Are there going to be rules where you know, businesses don't let people into uh, them if, if they're not vaccinated? So um, I, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the civil rights of the situation. Um, I want to be safe. I, I think we can be safe if protocols are kept safe. Uh, and kept strict for the while. And like I said at the beginning, if we choose to let their foot off the gas right when we're about to break this, whether it's about vaccines or protocols, I, I hope that doesn't happen. I was reading that one of the things, just to switch tack a little bit on this one, I was reading that one of the things that was put in place is that um, boards are now supposed to figure out a plan to avoid snow days as a result now that we seem to be able to do remote learning and everything else. What are your thoughts on the idea that you know, now that we can do remote learning, we should do remote learning and no longer have those days off just because of bad weather or inclement weather. Right. So this was something our board uh, wrestled with uh, last year. Um, and our trustees uh, for the HWDSB, the Hamilton Water District School Board, uh, determined uh, that they weren't going to change uh, for the time being their current policy, which is uh, when schools are unsafe for private corporations and buses, that they're not safe for students or staff as well. Um, so, uh, you know, could you teach remotely? Well, there's significant technical issues and, and some other issues, but is it a possibility? Absolutely, it's a possibility. Something else that was the, that I think is going to be a real challenge, and I've talked about this on the on the show with other people recently, is. We know uh, anecdotally and directly, we know that some students have excelled during COVID working at home and have really dug in and done very well. We know others yeah. for any variety of reasons have really struggled with this and have probably fallen considerably behind. How much of a challenge is it now going to be for a teacher? Let's choose a grade five, grade six, grade seven teacher who has some people in her class who are way ahead because they were really, really going at it while they were home with help and others who are way behind. How do you teach a class with that kind of disparity and, and, and make it good for anybody or everybody? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, teachers are always dealing with that kind of disparity. 
we teach grades, grade four, grade five, for example. Uh, but it's never been the case that we're sitting in front of, for example, 30 kids in grade four, grade five, where they're all at what we would call grade level. Uh, we often have kids who span, you know, who are learning at a, a kindergarten level up to a grade eight level in the same classroom. So in that respect, uh, we will always look at uh, where our kids are and where they are and, and try to, you know, get some progress for them. Uh, but that, secondly, you know, it's a great question, and it's a question that has to be asked as to why there are no concrete plans for that from the ministry. You know, we, he talked a lot about uh, funding for uh, HEPA filters. Super, great, wonderful. Um <laughs> but our kids have gone more than any other province in the country without really adequate schooling for quite a while now. Very little discussion about what extra supports are going to be put into place for those children who did not benefit from uh, as much as others. And, you, you know, you, you made a great point there when you said a lot of kids were getting support at home. Uh, and, and you can't, you know, look at that and not say, you know, that's a real factor as to why some kids unquestionably unquestionably Unquestionably. and And we we have to run jeff we have to run but just to follow that up and and maybe this is a discussion for another day because it's too complicated but is that something that that would be a good idea at some point to say we're going to break our we have to separate kids into different classes because we have more kids than could fit into one class should we do classes by we're going to put the great the really not the great kids the kids who are way ahead in one and the kids who are struggling a little in the other so teachers can concentrate more on the needs Huge theoretical question about age appropriateness, uh, and it's not something you can talk about in 30 seconds, <laughs> but there is something to be said for um, acknowledging the fact that chronological chronological age and, and, and educational, quote-unquote, age is, is, is not always in line. Mm. It is. Uh, we'll be talking more about this one for sure. I really appreciate Jeff Sorensen, the president of the Hamilton Wentworth Elementary Teachers Local, coming on. Jeff, we always love when you take some time. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, Scott. Talk to you soon. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.